We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. This is the podcast about the radio show, and we appreciate you being with us here in 2023. There's multiple ways you can listen. Listen on its own Permission Granted podcast feed on the DA Show's podcast feed. Search for either one of those or inside the free Odyssey app. You can listen to the DA Show, pause, rewind, fast forward our show, live radio, and then also listen to the podcast, including the PGP. So today was an interesting day because you and Bogues really got into it during the show. Side B, you guys taped before the show, so we won't know. Yeah how you came together, but you guys got into it over Weatherman because that was your trash on Tuesday, and Bogues is very <laughs> defensive of the weather forecasting I'm industry. Al- yeah, I'm almost thankful we did side B before the show because I know, obviously, if I trash anything weather-related, that Bogus is going to have the opposite take. It is one of 70 million underlying storylines in the DA show, but he got, I thought, ultra-sensitive about this one specifically today, and... I don't know if we're all irritable around here. I don't know. I thought we were all coming back. Nice, happy family. He was just not having the jokey nature of it. And I wasn't trying to disrespect anybody in California who really got hit hard. I was just, they they left no room for the idea that there could be. It was, hey, this is three hours going to be here. And that was my point. They were caring more about the theatrics than leaving themselves an out. And he wasn't hearing it. Saturday's Seahawks and Niners game was supposed to be all week long. They said it's going to be buried in a monsoon. It had been raining in California, Northern California, all week long. Still is raining. Raining in Southern California. Crazy rains. Historic rains in California. But for some reason, in Santa Clara, at that exact moment during the three-hour window of the game, it was sunny starting in the second quarter and dry throughout. So it just happened to be a pocket that they missed. And your point was, like, you called it a bomb cyclone and it was sunny. That's too big of a stretch. Yes, it's too polar opposite. I I am not an – well, I am an idiot, but I'm not an idiot. I understand that weather is unpredictable. However, let's be real, okay? You go to the supermarket now. Do you use the self-checkout? Oh, yeah. Okay. We all do, right? And it it sucks that there's less cashiers. You, uh, you know, do do you pay with some kind of pass or do you still pay a toll booth person when you're driving on the highway? Okay, we all have smartphones with the same weather apps where we could read the hourly stuff. We are relying, the only reason these people were relying on them as weather people is go a little more in depth. Speak to me as a person, give me the details. And I think that if they're not going to give me the right details and they're not going to leave themselves out and they're just going to, you know, roll up the sleeves and tell me how bad it's going to be for three hours during this game, 
Well, I saw that the weather app said 80% and that left the 20% chance. Why aren't you telling me that? And if you're not going to give me the accurate info, I don't need you. You're the same as self-checkout now at the supermarket. Get them out. So so you said they should all be fired. Bogues took issue on that. Well, I didn't say they should all be fired. I think they should be held accountable. What that accountability is is, you know, up to bosses. And then Bogues was very defensive, saying, how do you predict the future? You can't do it with 100% certainty, whatever. And I was trying to play, play middleman. I'm going to let you finish for a second, but can I just also quickly, Bogus saying you can't predict the future. They're not tarot card readers. You know, like they have real science and technology. He's acting like they're for, like uh, they're not fortunes. Yeah, no kidding. They're not just pulling it out of thin air. Don't tell me you can't predict the future. It's not the same as a real wizard. Well, right, it is science, and science should give you some cemented type of uh, outcome to your theories or to your processes, what have you. I was trying to play middleman by saying, well, okay, I don't go so far as what Mraz is saying. Mraz says they should be fired. That's not fair, and you should allow some in between for they're not always right. They can't be locked into every prediction. I said, but would you agree that they deserve some criticism if they call something so dramatically one way, like bomb cyclone, that it ends up being sunny. If they call it bomb cyclone and it ends up being a light rain, okay, you can't kill them. If they say it's going to be incredibly sunny and it's partly cloudy, you can't kill them. But if they call bomb cyclone and it never rains, I feel like there's a critique that's, that's warranted there. there. And he really wouldn't even go there. Yeah, and I, I think that's wrong. I'm not going to criticize them for being wrong that there was a bomb cyclone. What I am going to criticize them for is they know. These weather people know out there, or the national ones, right? All right, people out there are going to care. How can I get a lot of attention on myself as a weather person sees this opportunity? Oh, there's an NFL playoff game that a lot of people are going to care about, and I'm going to specifically talk about the game and the three-hour window of the game and the stadium. I saw a lot of that. Can I even name their names? No. And it was... The worst of this is going to be during the three hours of the game. It is going to be driving rain. It is going to be muddy. It's going to be mucky. They kept referencing the game in the stadium. At no point was it, hey, the entire coast is getting hit with a bomb cyclone. It should be bad. There is an opportunity, though, for a window. We never heard that. They, and this is the problem. It was over-dramatized for the idea of, like, I know I will get attention when talking about the game and leaving yourself no out. You tried to you tried to take a swing. Just tell me, be real with me. All you have to say is, this is what I think it will will happen. But as always, you know, just give me the disclaimer. There's never a disclaimer, and that's my issue. So yeah, and Bogues has been protective of weather people before. I think maybe he is kind of like an amateur meteorologist. He likes projecting weather and. You looking think he at- got to Fordham, and that was like either sports play by play or weather, and like that's always going to be his like. Forgotten baby? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I think he does appreciate science and respect those that have put in the work. And so all these weather casters have a meteorology degree, so you got to give them that. And they do have Dopplers and computer <laughs> models and all that. But can you respect science and also not be willing to fist fight a fellow co-worker who wants to call something into the question? Well, I think we know that there's... Two topics that Bogues particularly becomes very protective of. The reputation of Major League Baseball and weather forecasts. It's insane to be that... Pa- oh, Don't go near those. And zoologists. Which I guess falls into the the science category. Well, they go hang out Bill Nye. I don't need you around here every day. <laughs> so that was a real tiff. So if you want to listen to that, 
That is the Trash Tuesday segment. That is second hour, second segment of second hour. And the third segment in the best of the DA show from Tuesday. Okay. Bam. All right. Number two, we have this picks competition now going on between Gelb and, and Pat Boyle. And Boyle, of all the things, puts celibacy on the line for the month leading into the Bob's Bar show if he loses this picks competition to Gelb. And they both go 0-3 week number one. Now, you didn't want them picking every game. I thought it was going to be picking every game. No, I, I think you stick with the format. The format we did all year was three games for our picks competition. So just because of the six, you're going to pick six. Maybe in hindsight, because you do get to the point where it's just two and then one, but I feel like it's an even three, three, and then that really adds up to three, the last one. Only nine picks. So now they're well, both 0-3. But these guys are both losers at heart. Like the reason we're in this competition is because they both lost. So losers should be rewarded with more games to pick from. <laughs> I actually think the last thing the audience needs to hear is more games that they're picking. Do we think that Gelb wants to win this competition? Yes. I think it's very embarrassing, I would think, for our Eye on Football host on CBS Sports Radio to lose to Tom Liam Doyle and myself both and just, like, not win games at all. I think for no other reason, forget the bets, just have a pride. I think Zach's got a little pride here. Because it is extra work. He's got to record his picks relax. He's got to write the jokes. He, I, he inserts some clever audio. It's great work, and he does insert clever audio. I, I I don't know that he's breaking his back with a hard hat to make sure he gets it in. That being said, also forget the pride. He should want to do it. it it's great crossover promotion from the well, mornings to evenings. I, I do think that's where he really enjoys it because he gets our listeners engaged in his audience. I think it I think he really likes that part of it, so he'd be willing to do it again. But it is some added work, and it is scrutiny, because if you lose the picks, we make fun of you all single, all week, and then over the course of the season. But as we've learned, I think Zach Gelb has some thick skin. I think you earn that circle of trust that'll be in you know, not everybody around here could take the, the punchlines, and he's rolled with it. He's made fun of himself, a little self-deprecating, uh, not self, uh, self-deprecating. Right. I'm not going to keep slipping <laughs> up here. Well, so they both went 0-3, and... What we found out was that the women that Pat Boyle does have interactions with, they are not happy with him. One is really upset. Did you get into this on side B? Yeah, well, I asked, I'll just tee it up and this will be a tease. I asked Bogus whether he believes Pat to be truthful about the once a week thing based on the text we saw with the females, but you could lead that in here. Two different females texted Pat. He shared the text with us. One, very upset that she got roped into a bet of him not being able to have activity. She was unhappy. Like, this, this, now I'm the victim in this because you would lose picks. So, well, that was interesting. I thought it was interesting also... Pat shared this, and it's very clear that May is going to be the time for this. So these females are interested, you would think, in sticking around for a couple more months. Mm-hmm. These are not, you know, these are not at-large bids that uh, expect to be one and done here. I know. And clearly has multiple ones of there. And, you know, I'm just going to pose the same question I end up posing a bogus inside B, which is if he has that many girls upset, how could he make the claim about it's once a week for him that he'd only be given up? You think it's more than that? Well, if it's not more than that, these females are that worried about, what, two times, seemingly, if he has a rotation within a month that they would lose out on? Right? I mean, you only get that upset if you know, this is something I need and I have. So what are you claiming? 
I'm claiming Pat to be a liar. I'm, about I'm, what part? About the fact that by going celibate for a month, he's only missing out on once a week four times. Wouldn't it help out his reputation to claim more? You would think, but why? Why say that? But then why would these? Why would the girls be upset? Well, about something that may only affect them twice in a month. It was two different girls that were upset. One was upset because she's like this. I'm now punished because you miss you missed picks. The second one was upset because he said he has kind of a series of girls. And she thought she was the only one. Right. And so now she's very upset. So, D.A., clearly this female was upset about that. Here is where I think Pat is not truthful. If Pat goes on there and says multiple times a week, and then whatever one female listens goes multiple times a week, who's kidding who here? Then he maybe peels back the end. These old gir- these girls might have all thought individually they were the solo artists. Okay, right. So what he's doing, he's not, he would be, creating more problems for himself with the girls in his life by admitting to having interactions more than he is. Yes. Okay. Well, no, that's that's possible. We so, took a long way to get there, but that's where we got. That is possible. I think the point is that Pat, as we start finding out the reality, Pat occasionally will come into the office a little bit late. Occasionally there's something that's not edited or written or something like that. And Pat's kind of scrambling in the morning a little bit. We've seen sweatpants. We've seen sweatpants and gym shorts and hoodies. Might have been picked off a floor. And Pat goes on social media and routinely posts pictures of himself working out, looking really good, as we always say. He looks really good. Dyes his hair, goes to these weddings, and he's looking to pick up ladies that... I think Pat's the Joe Namath of CBS Sports Radio and Odyssey. I think he's late nights, a lot of women. Stifler. I think he's he's got a lot of extracurriculars. I do too, which is why I'm sorry. I'm no longer buying once a week, and I think the celibacy thing is going to be a big, big, big problem for him. Because that would only be you miss four sessions. If he's a twice-a-week guy, let's just say that conservatively, he's missing eight sessions. Before Bob's Bar. Yeah. And by the way, you think those are the only two girls that happen to catch this on there? I'm sure there were plenty that either ignored or missed it. I I, I think Pat's got his hands in a lot of different cookie jars. I, I do. There's a chocolate chip here. There's a macadamia in here. He's gobbling up all the cookies. So are we rooting for Gelb to win then? To put Boyle in a really terrible spot? Yeah, I think I am. I think I am. By the way, I was the first one that said celibacy kind of joking. And Pat ran with it. Yeah. He even suggested no solo action either, which we said, no, you don't do that. Yeah. Because I don't even think we can keep him honest on that one. No, and that's terrible to think about. If I'm going to be fair and crush Cliff Kingsbury for going with a couple of Christmas hams to Thailand, let's just say, all right? <laughs> and, and the one-way ticket, like, who is this guy? It's like, you root against those who just seem like they're just living it up. I'm rooting against Pat. He's got this many chicks texting him or whatever. You know what? Go dry for a month. See how you do, pal. Well, and the funny thing is there's no punishment to Gelb. If Gelb loses the picks, he's just one of the guys that could be the picker next year against you, right? If he wins or is he the- automatically eliminated? No, I think we said that if he wins this one now, he will automatically do. Where before, But if he loses, I'm saying, if he loses, we know what the punishment for Pat if he loses. The punishment 
to get what he loses, is he automatically disqualified for next year's picks competition? Yeah, I think it, it wasn't a double or nothing. Doesn't Pat get back in now on doing next year's competition? Definitely, or is he still over the conversation? This is against you. You kind of have made the rules all along. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure their agreement. I'm going to go back and look at it. Was Pat in the previous loss was eliminated, but it was a double or nothing. Pat gets back in, guaranteed with us if he wins. If he loses, it's celibacy and he's parking cars too. Remember, that was that Yeah, there's caveat. also that element. That element. If Zach wins, because it was Zach in the field, now it becomes Zach's definitely in the field's eliminated. So I actually think the field, as a result of tiebreaker scenarios, is now eliminated completely. It will come back down to Zach and Pat. I feel like Kornacki now up on Sunday Night oh Football. Oh, my God. So you're telling me if Zach beats... Doyle, he's automatically the picker against you next year. Automatic bid. We know it'll either be Zach or Pat. I didn't think about this passionately in real time. The field has been eliminated. Whoa. Tiebreakers. (laughs) Division record. Wow. So even if we wanted a Shep, a Connor Green, a Jack Stern, make him burn, you can't can't do him now. Wow. Well, so this definitely eliminates... Pat, because that would be 0 for 2 in the competition. Yeah. He would have tied in the regular season and then lost in the postseason. Yeah, that's it. And and Dixie Landan forever shuts his mouth. Wow. There's a lot on the line. Now that we've cleared it up, we know there's a lot on the line. Wow. To be honest, 20 minutes ago, we weren't sure there was anything on the line. (laughs) Wow. Well, okay. That really adds some zest to the competition. Then they're both 0 and 3 with 6 to play. A little je ne sais quoi. No. Um, going into this weekend, Bob, the deli man was in rough shape coming out of the weekend though. I know originally he wanted to be ready for a parade. He wanted to have his hip ready for the parade. Is he back (laughs) talking about parades? No parade talk, but I think that the sign of ditching the walker and going cane only upon entrance to my house, my basement was, it was kind of a tell. It's it's watching a quarterback he thinks a couple weeks away running around in a limited form at practice, and you're going, oh, I think there's something here. There's, he might be eligible to get activated off IR earlier than we huh. think. So we'll see. He, he's been humble. I haven't. I'm surprised. But 48 hours, I haven't gotten any you know texts about how they're going to beat the Eagles or anything. One game at a time, one day at a time, one step at a time, one giant step at a time. <laughs> uh, but he might be putting himself in parade form for sure. How many shots of Romchada did he do, and you do? So it's it's per touchdown. So Giants scored three touchdowns and a field goal, right? Four, two Barclays, uh, a Hodgins, and a Bellinger. Oh right. So four, uh, and then me and Dave did two Alabama slammers for the field goal and a sack. Um, or not a sack, big tackle. So I've done six. He did four. But I will say, my mother left at halftime, and when the Giants scored the first touchdown, he is not supposed to be consuming any alcohol right now. In the immediacy of the rehab. Oh, there's some painkillers going on and stuff like that. And when the Giants scored, we have the you know the big stereo starts playing back in the New York groove. Everybody's slapping hands, and my sister grabs the bottle, starts pouring. And my dad turned to us through hand signals, like he was a third base coach, and did like put his fingers together, like it was a thimble, and did like one of these to us, like and did like the head nod over to my mom, like it's okay, it's okay. And me and my sister, you know, good good chemistry. We saw it right away. Um, my mom kind of somehow not paying, she's paying attention to the girls and all the whirlwind. My dad didn't wait for the toast or whatever. He took it, swugged it down, put it down, and the rest of us toasted. <laughs> so he's getting one by my mom right now for sure, but he's using hand signals to say he's not missing out on the rum chata fun.
is he still eating McDonald's during the rehab? Because I know he loves McDonald's and keeps it in the fridge for overnight purposes. So I know that he he is eating a lot of cold-cut sandwiches. He yelled at my sister for buying hard rolls and not bread <laughs> last week when I took him to a doctor's appointment. He's really sounding like a like a grandfatherly old curmudgeon old man. But on Saturday, pre-lead up to wild card Saturday, my sister went bridal dress shopping with all the girls, Danielle, everybody, and I had to babysit my dad, so to speak. And we got about 10 minutes in getting ready for a little uh, Miami Heat Bucks tip-off. And he asked me flat out, you looking to have any McDonald's today? <laughs> he gave me a Chris 20 and sent me on my way to my drive-thru <laughs> to make sure I got him a 10-piece nugget and a Big Mac. So, again, I'm starting to wonder if my mother is not allowing him to do certain things. And he's immobile. He can drive on his own. And he's using me and my sisters to skirt by the rules. Wow. So a big week for Bob. Slipping you the 20 to go get some McDonald's and slipping Rum Chata shots in there and a Giants playoff win. And a Giants playoff win and and the Walker left at home. So he's trying to skirt the rules right now. He's not listening to, to trainers and he's just trying to push himself back. But that's that's the life he's living. And at the end of the night, as you guys celebrate the victory, he gets up, turns to the crowd and says, I'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll see you Saturday night. You know, basically. It was I see you next week, but it reminded me of the, you know, we'll see you tomorrow night. I'll see you next week. And, and everybody was like, whoa. Yeah, and it was, you know what, and they knew we were playing the Eagles. It was like the Rocky music played up the stairs. <laughs> you know, you pictured him on the hoodie at the library steps. Oh, didn't he say what time next week? No, he said, I'll see you next week. There was smaller conversation, and I said, I think we're going to be Saturday night. I'll see you Saturday night. And that was, he left, swung his knee into the, into the uh, Tucson and away he went, back to West Babylon. He went, and he hasn't been heard from since. But, but also some talk of a full Saturday tailgate. Yes. Matter of fact, that's in the works. Uh, my next-door neighbor, Dave's son, Little Dave, he uh, he came over and watched the game. He is a former Fire Island DJ and has a bunch of DJ equipment. This will be the first Giants playoff game on a Saturday since 1997. So we're talking about 25 years. And since it is a Saturday night game, the big conversation is we're breaking out the heaters in the fire pits. We're breaking out the grill. And 2, 3 o'clock Saturday, the DJ music comes out, and the whole block turns into a block party. Wow. Both Giants playoff runs, they were not a Saturday game on any one of them. No. And there's this prevailing thought that John Mara got a lot of letters after that 1997 game. Giants played at home about the season ticket holders really complaining they, they're not equipped to watch the Giants on Saturday. And, like, Giants are that old-school fan base. So, John Mara having a lot of power at the league. Every time the Giants make it, he has steered the Giants away, or that's at least the behind-the-scenes thought. The problem is with the new playoff format and a team playing Monday night, they cannot play. You know, the other NFC game can't get turned around on Saturday, so that gets written off. So the Giants were never going to play this Saturday on Wild Card Weekend. They got them on their Sunday like the fans like, but there's no way to not have them play Saturday when you have an NFC game that has to be played on Sunday because of two Monday night teams with these new rules. So... The Giants back on a Saturday in the playoffs since first time since 97. Wow, interesting theory. Behind the, there you go. That's what you get with one giant step. You know, wow. I give you a lot of giant anecdotes. Wow. The Giants' old crusty fan base cannot figure out a way to watch a Giants game on a Saturday. Freaks them out. You know they're clear, you know, <laughs> but they can't go food shopping or anything. They need to watch their Giants on Sundays, maybe a Monday night. Saturdays freak them out. So you don't get a lot of Saturday games with the Giants, especially in the playoffs. Those fans got to watch the games. Wow. So they played, well, they only played divisional round in 2000 when they went to the Super Bowl. Of course, the NFC Championship game has to be on a Sunday. But then 2007 and 2011, they played 
both wild cards on a Sunday and both divisional rounds on a Sunday. Yep, you would not get them on a Saturday. You would not get them on a Saturday. And they've had other playoff games, you know, where they've lost wild card. The weekend. Lambo one, yeah. wild card weekend, uh, the Panther one, two thousand six. All one. of them, if you pay attention, are Sundays. All these other teams will get in the mix on a Saturday. And John Mara is known for reading letters written by every single fan. And there was this 1997 story of after that game, how many fans were ticked off that they either had work early on a Saturday or whatever, and that the Giants should not be playing playoff games on a Saturday. And Mara has a lot of pull in the league office. Wow. So now all these old people got to stay up late night on Saturday. Could you imagine 8.15, these people eating celery and carrots all day, drinking their Bigelow <laughs> tea? They're going to be up till midnight watching the Giants and Eagles on Saturday night? Not going to be happy. No. We will be, though, as a young crowd. It's going to be tough. Okay, well, here comes Side B. More on the Boyle celibacy bet. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. How to do to do. It's Mraz on Side B. How are you? Andrew Bogish with me. Bogey. Hello, in a beautiful green sweatshirt, might I add. Hey, thanks, Sean. How are you, pal? I'm doing really well. As always, thanks for having me. It's really much appreciated. All right, Bogues. Here we are as we steam ahead in a picks competition that seemingly won't end and keeps adding more (laughs) olive branches. Patty Boyle and Zach Gelb seemingly have both gone 0-3 off last week's picks. You really swayed me that you cannot give Pat Boyle a win for the 6.5. You just can't. If you place the book, the place the bet down, you place the bet now, and there's probably seemingly other instances where that might have happened where we got losses. Yeah, I mean, the lines always move up until kickoff. Uh, I think, you know, this was not a different conversation. Would have been Boyle going, hey, the line just jumped after I put the pick in. I want to change it. Yeah, or, he didn't even acknowledge it. Right, he just he just didn't know. It is, it is what it is. It's not, we could have adjusted possibly had it been brought to our attention, but it wasn't. So as long as you went back and listened, he said, I'm taking them plus six and a half, then that's the bet. Okay, now, with that, we got several, let's just say, because there's no way these ladies of the night are going to be listening to mm. the Permission Granted podcast, several screenshots of text messages where, I mean, his rotation seemingly is deep. And it begs the question, women upset when they're seeing these clips that he shared on his Instagram about the yeah. celibacy. Do you think he's lying about the once-a-week thing? Do you think he's... No. No. Boyle's a good-looking dude. Um, no, no, I mean, do you think it's more? Um, it, I mean, it might be, it might, well, so, two things. He probably is averaging it out. I mean, there might be weeks where he's busy and other weeks where it's down, so it averages out to one okay, a week. Okay, working overnight yeah. and whatnot. I think the bigger question, this is really, you know, revolved with need Boyle, is that what does he count as his one? Like, are we talking like... Are you saying like a one day with multiple visitors? No, just like, you know... Is it some people might consider one quick session as their one? One giant or, step? Or are we talking about one giant rager all night where... Good point. So, like, his one might feel like five to some other people. Gotcha. Okay, see, this is the deal. When I see multiple texts like that and women seemingly upset, that wouldn't strike me as people sitting around once every two weeks when they're turning the rotation. Yeah, up. but again, like, you and I... Well, I'm old. 
I never ever did like the dating thing. I always had girlfriends. I never had like talk to this girl this day, yeah. saw most over the weekend. So like this couldn't be farther away from my oh I agree reality. So um my I'm going off assumptions and whatever. I I think this is just the way. Some people operate. Then nobody wants a relationship. So, like, on Tuesday, I see you. On Thursday, I see him. And whatever happens, happens. One of the biggest things that listeners have fired back at with this deal here is how do you hold Boyle to it? You can't have somebody sleep next to him from the show for a month. Right. Although, or, that'd be great. Or can we? Yeah. I mean, it, again, it seems like there's less and less on Pete's plate every day. <laughs> if anybody wants to do it, Billy Jockalone, let yeah, us know. Yeah. I mean, so what do you, do you think that we're going to run into a little trouble here where Pat can't be trusted? I actually don't. Um, I think he'll be tempted. Um, but I think going through an f- entire season of picks with him where he was getting them in except for that one weekend, keeping track of them, uh, I think Boyle works on the honor code. I think if he says that he's good, he also, I think, likes being on the show, in the circle. Well, that's it. If we end up getting dirt that he's broken the honor code, if it comes he's to out. it. I think he does get a lifetime ban. Right, we, jersey to the rafters, you're done, we, can't say your name anymore. That's a, right. We've used those before. Yeah. You know, and if you get a lifetime ban, we don't lift the ban. Nope. So I, I think he knows that he couldn't mess it up. Now, he might regret putting it out there at the moment, but if he finds himself needing to go four weeks without a lady, I think he's going to do it. Well, the good news for him is that Zach Elb stinks at picking games. It is a uh, really good news for oh, him. Oh, for three. I mean, it is worse. it's the worst competition. He's worse than world. me. It's the worst. I mean, it might come down to them not winning a game and comes down to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's <laughs> how bad they are. They are they are absolutely atrocious. Do they have case games in this postseason? They should. You know what? They should. We should have done something like that where, like, there's a little more confidence involved. Now, a little off-the-air stuff. I want you to tell me right move or wrong move. Mm-hmm. Tuesday morning. Zero dark 30, okay? It's 5.06 a.m. I found a parking spot in Manhattan. Car comes speeding up behind me, all right? And there's a spot, another two spots up. You know, we're doing, like, parallel parking. Person parks there. I get out of my car, lock it, and I see it's Pete the Body Bilotti. Of course it is. In no hurry to get out of his car, because why would he be in any hurry to help out with anything? Yep. He looks at me, gives me, like, a nice wave. Okay, friendly wave. Hello, Pete. How are you? I... I'm going to preface this by saying I now know I'm going to sit in a box, essentially with Pete, for four straight hours. He gives me the one finger. I keep moving. I kept walking, and I did not wait for him to gather his things and get out, and I walked what was a matter of three blocks to work on my own. He arrives at work. His first thing, he goes, did you not know that was me when I was waving high? I said, no, I knew it was you. He goes, oh, you didn't, you didn't stop or anything. I said, I had to keep walking. <laughs> and he said, oh, Okay. <laughs> So your thoughts, did I do Pete dirty or did I do what anybody should do at that time in the morning when you're not looking at chit-chat? Well, you didn't do him dirty. I, From personal experience, um, Pete... Pete's slow. Like, Pete go, like moves slowly, like, yeah. walks slowly. Can we slowly. get a little hustle here? It's when, an hour till showtime. Right. Let's go. When he used to take the train, we ended up on the train together, and even the, I don't know, 90-second walk down the block from the subway station to our building sometimes took five minutes because... He slow as molasses? Yeah. So I, I would, I'd want to leave him behind. If you saw the finger and he was like, you know, give me a second, maybe you could have waited, but you're fine. But what material is he going to use in that conversation? Also, oh, bogus, yeah. let's mind you. All right? I stay up for these games. Third straight night, I've stayed up till at least midnight 
watching an NFL playoff mm-hmm. game, okay? Chargers, Jags, obviously the Bengals, Ravens, into the Cowboys, Bucks. I'm on a combined eight hours sleep basically the last three days. Right. It's cold now, too. You got to get inside quickly. I'm tired. I don't need the Pete. And, and by the way, if Pete uses good stuff there in the walk, what am I getting for four hours right. of commercial breaks? Yeah. I think you're good. I think because you got four hours coming, you're allowed to avoid the extra five. Here's the thing, though. I thought about this after because Pete kind of made me feel bad. I think if it was you or DA, I'm waiting. So is it a Pete thing? Uh, it's a Pete thing. So you you think you would pull the same maneuver if you saw Pete with the one? I might have gone. I might have looped the other way, so I never actually passed gone the Pete completely car. Completely out of the way, just to make sure I didn't. I didn't have to... know it was the Pete car. Right. You know why? He's gotten a new car since the vagrant smashed his windshield. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, well, he didn't make that public. Which, who knows? That boss money's rolling in. He gets a new car. But such a big hubaloo made. Do you do you think Pete cashes out our vacation days? We can't. Do you think? But Pete turns them into cash for himself. That's on his vacation question. days, like a little bonus money, kind of. That's a great. You know, Pete also hid a little vacation day nugget from me. Okay. Uh, I don't even know if I should. I'm, whatever. I'm just going to share this. Yeah. There was another personality here who talked to Pete about certain years worked where you yeah, get ha- an, had the same conversation. Get an extra five days yes. vacation. Only happens once, unfortunately. Uh, well, no, nah, that's not true. That's not what I was told. Oh, okay. Well, I looked into it, and Pete did clarify, I could have used another five days last year. I was not told about it. Okay. This is the way it went over. I'm just going to tell you, yeah. I think Pete is holding back a little bit. So, there, so you can take this out of Pete's hands. You can. I'll show you where to look on our like little in-house HR website. But the answer I got from that same on-air person was that we only got that extra week bump once after five years, not after ten, which is where we all are right now. Okay. Well, I will tell you this: mm-hmm. the bump I thought we got after five years. Yeah. Apparently, I had already had. Okay. Like I, I was told less days before that. If that makes sense. Okay, sure, sure. All right. So that, I'm just going to tell you, and people are probably like, well, you're confusing that. Bottom line is this. Pete held on to valuable information as a schedule maker. Of course he did. And doesn't want people taking extra. He probably gets stuff. a bonus for us not using vacation exactly. days, saving the company put, money. Putting them in the pocket, and that's how he's getting new Unbelievable. Calls. All right. Bogues, we could get you on Twitter. At Andrew Bogus. You get me at Mraz CBS. Have a great week, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.